بسم الله الرحمن الرحيم الحمد لله رب العالمين والصلاة والسلام على رسول الله وعلى آله وصحبه وسلم تسليما كثيرا إلى يوم الدين أما بعد اللهم لا علم لنا إلا ما علمتنا إنك أنت العليم الحكيم اللهم علمنا ما ينفعنا وانفعنا بما علمتنا وزدنا علما وعملا يا كريم All praises belong to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala We praise Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala we seek Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala's assistance and we seek His guidance subhanahu wa ta'ala. And we seek refuge in Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala from the evils of our souls and the adverse consequences of our deeds. Whomsoever Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala decrees guidance upon, then none can misguide Him. And whomsoever Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala decrees misguidance upon, then none can guide Him. And peace and salutations be upon the final messenger, Muhammad ibn Abdullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. My dear brothers and sisters in Islam, assalamu alaikum wa rahmatullahi wa barakatuh. First and foremost, all praises belongs to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala for inspiring this get-together. A get-together in a house from the houses of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala and especially to discuss a topic pertaining to the book of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. In the Sahih, Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam is reported to have said, it's a hadith we hear many a time, and this gathering is deserving of this hadith being repeated. He said, مَجْتَمَعَ قَوْمٌ فِي بَيْتٍ مِنْ بُيُوتِ اللَّهِ تَعَالَى يَتْلُونَ كِتَابَ اللَّهِ وَيَتَدَارَسُونَهُ فِيمَا بَيْنَهُمْ إِلَّا نَزَلَتْ عَلَيْهِمُ السَّكِينَةِ وَغَشِيَتْهُمُ الرَّحْمَةِ وَحَفَّتْهُمُ الْمَلَائِكَةِ وَذَكَرَهُمُ اللَّهُ فِي مَنْ عِنْدَهِ He says sallallahu alayhi wa sallam that there's no group of people that gather together in a house from the houses of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. يَتْلُونَ كِتَابَ اللَّهِ They recite the book of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. وَيَتَدَارَسُونَهُ فِي مَا بَيْنَهُمْ And they study between themselves lessons from this book except that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala causes contentment to descend upon that gathering and causes this gathering to be engulfed in Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala's mercy and instructs the angels to surround this particular gathering. And Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala mentions this gathering to those that are with Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. La ilaha illallah. What an amazing blessing from Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala upon those that practice these types of gatherings. May Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala mention us to those that are with Him. Ameen. From the outset, I'm grateful to visit Al-Muntada Al-Islami. It's my first visit here. Although I have been in touch with those that work here for a while. And it is my first program in London. I was touring the southwest over the past few days. And I must say this because it's a theme now, that after my first talk, which started a week ago, I lost my voice, subhanAllah. But Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala made it easy for me to crawl through the remainder of the tour, bringing my voice back at the time of the talks. Barely, but alhamdulillah, it was enough for me to participate with the audience, walillahi alhamd. And I'm still experiencing a recovery. But inshallah, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala will grant cure, bithnillahi ta'ala. Ameen. Indeed, the Quran is a shifa and a cure. So when one reads it and teaches it, then they stand a chance of 
medicating themselves, the true medication. I also want to thank my brothers and sisters in attendance here today for coming here with your ears of course and being attentive and for your listenership and I ask Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala to make us a gathering that is blessed, a gathering that hears a good word and follows it, a gathering that is forgiven upon its departure and a gathering that comes together for the sake of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala many many more times in this dunya as well as in the hereafter. Ameen. My dear brothers and sisters, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala blessed the Ummah of Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wa sallam with countless blessings. And you've heard me say this many a time. And from the greatest of these blessings is the miraculous Qur'an. This miracle that was given to Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. This preserved final testament. The book of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala in which Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala said, إِنَّا نَحْنُ نَزَّلْنَا الذِّكْرَ وَإِنَّا لَهُ لَحَافِظُونَ That indeed we have revealed this revelation and we will take charge of its protection and take care of its protection. And we witness this promise in the age that we are experiencing. And the generations before us witnessed this promise as well. And our children and the generations to come after us will also witness this promise. And this promise is not as many restricted to, pertaining to the words of the Qur'an per se, the recited words. Rather, its scope of protection is much vaster than we normally think. For this protection is comprehensive and includes matters pertaining to the recitation of the Qur'an. Subhanallah. Today, we have schools teaching the Qira'at. The Qira'at al-Mutawatira. These Qira'at that have been established from the time of the Prophet wasallam. It's preserved. It's protected. And the greatest way to protect something is to teach it. This is the difference between wealth and knowledge, as our scholars say. They say to protect wealth, you have to lock it in a box. But to protect knowledge, you have to spread it. You have to release it, not keep it and hoard it. Protection of knowledge happens by teaching it. This promise of protection, my dear brothers and sisters, is comprehensive as well of the Qur'anic meanings. And everything related to those meanings, insofar as, for example, the reasons of revelations are concerned. This is knowledge which we have with us today, with a chain of narrators leading back to the best of generations. We have knowledge of the reasons behind the revelation of certain ayat in the Qur'an. And Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala protects this revelation as well by setting aside a punishment for those who lack diligence with the book of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Thus the topic today, the Qur'an, the abandoned companion. For yes, it is a companion. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala in his book, he mentions to us something that will happen on the day of Qiyamah. Something that will happen on the day of Qiyamah. He mentions to us 
a complaint of our beloved Prophet sallallahu alaihi wasallam a complaint that will take place on the day of qiyamah where rasulullah sallallahu alaihi wasallam will say ya rabb oh my lord inna qawmi indeed my people ittakhadhu hadha alqur'ana mahjura they have taken this quran as something abandoned thus the title the abandoned companion because the inference from this complaint of Rasulullah sallallahu alaihi wasallam is the opposite of abandonment which is companionship so Rasulullah sallallahu alaihi wasallam will cite this complaint to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala on the day of qiyamah sallallahu alaihi wasallam now if we look at this ayah if we zoom into it we see that he says sallallahu alaihi wasallam inna qaumi indeed my people indeed my people and when he sallallahu alaihi wasallam refers to his people then specifically he's referring to the people of Mecca and the Quraysh and generally he's referring to everyone from this ummah that lacks diligence with all the relationships established by the sharia with the book of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says waqala ar-rasul waqala ar-rasul ya rabb inna qawmi ittakhadhu hadha al-qur'ana mahjura in another qira'ah inna qawmi and in another qira'ah inna qawmi ittakhadhu hadha al-qur'ana mahjura such as in the qira'ah of ibn kathir al-makki ibn kathir al-makki doesn't mention the hamza in the word qur'an but the majority of scholars say Qur'an as Qur'an, as we have come to know it. But there's a second view that it's Qur'an. And this is also discussed by the ulama of fiqh and usul. The derived word from which Qur'an was taken. Is it derivative and taken from another word such as qara'a, which means to recite and means to gather? Because in the Qur'an we have ayat which are gathered. And in the Qur'an we have that which is recited. Or is it a proper noun? As is the view of Imam al-Shafi'i rahmatullahi alayhi. Where he says it's a proper noun like we have Torah and Injil. These are not derived names. They are proper nouns in and of itself. Thus, Qur'an is a proper noun. This is a footnote and a, and a form of fa'idah and benefit to our discussion. So Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam, he's a Rasul, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says, وَقَالَ الرَّسُولِ The Rasul said, meaning Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. And Rasul is different to Nabi, because a Nabi is a prophet, but a Rasul is a prophet that was given a book and sent to a nation. A Nabi is a prophet of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Somebody that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala spoke to. And as our scholars say, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala sent 124,000 nabis, prophets. But in terms of messengers, He sent, as some of the scholars say, 314. 314. There's another footnote, but it's beneficial. We should know these aspects of our sharia. We should know these aspects of our history. Today we know a lot of aspects of other people's history. But that's another discussion. If we look at the people who stood on Badr, their number as well was 
314. Who can give me another example from our history where there was 314 people? Naam. The army of Talut. Ahsant. The army of Talut. There was 314. Thus Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala establishes kammin fi'atin qalilatin ghalabat fi'atan kathiratan bi'ithnillah. How many a small group of people overcame a large group of people with the permission of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. But people of substance, not shallow people, people of substance, people of caliber, men who were, a man who in and of himself was known as men. He was many men in one. Rahmatullahi alayhim. Ala kulli hal. So Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says, وَقَالَ الرَّسُولِ يَا رَبْ O my Lord, إِنَّ indeed قَوْمِي My people, meaning the Quraysh specifically. And all of us fall under the implication of this ayah if we adopt away from the ways that are considered the abandonment of the Qur'an. اتَّخَذُوا هَذَا الْقُرْآنَ مَهْجُورًا They have abandoned this Qur'an. They have abandoned this Qur'an. Now, how does abandonment take place? Our scholars, rahmatullahi alayhim, have discussed this. Such as Ibn al-Qayyim and others, rahmatullahi alayhim. They've discussed ways in which the ummah, after the Quraysh, can abandon the Qur'an. From these ways of abandoning the Qur'an, they say, is by not listening to it. Not lending an ear to it. And more so an attentive ear. Right? Sometimes we, we play the Quran just for a sense of noise around us. The Quran, these are the words of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. When it's played, Subhanallah. Not just listen to it, but pay attention to it. This is the Quranic instruction. This is the Quranic instruction. So from the abandonment of the Qur'an, he's not listening to it. We don't have a program in our day or our week where we pay attention to the Qur'an. Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wa sallam would ask the Sahaba to read the Qur'an to him. As is in the story of Ibn Mas'ud radiallahu When Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wa sallam asked him to read and he said, I should read when it was revealed to you. And he said, sometimes I love to listen to it. Sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. So abandoning the Qur'an entails not having a program in which we listen to the Qur'an. And from being disrespectful to the Qur'an is what we said earlier where we played the Qur'an for noise. Or the Qur'an is being played and we're speaking over the recitation of the Qur'an. This is from disrespecting the Qur'an. This is from taking the Qur'an as something abandoned. May Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala forgive us. Due diligence must be practiced. Where we give the Qur'an, it's haqq. And if we need to speak, we switch it off. So, from abandoning the Qur'an, is not listening to it. From abandoning the Qur'an as well, as cited by our ulama, rahmatullahi alayhim, is not following its teachings. Now, I'm not talking about the way of the Quraysh, where they didn't believe in it. I'm talking about those who believe that this is the word of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. The unchanged word, that which Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala revealed to his prophet sallallahu alayhi wa sallam via Jibreel alayhi salam. But they do not follow its teachings. They do not look after its halal and stay away from its haram. Because in the Quran there is mention of that which is permitted and that which is not permitted. 
if we look at the best generation, and they were the best generation, we see that one of the qualities they had that made them the best generation was their relevance with the Qur'an. They lived the Qur'an, and this is present in countless examples. And Muhammad ﷺ was the best leader and example for them. And as some of the Sahaba radiallahu anhum ajma'een said, that he was the best in Ramadan. And some of our scholars, may Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala shower his mercy upon them. They say that he was the best because during this month, he was revising the Qur'an with Jibreel alayhi salam. So the net result of this extra application with the Qur'an made him naturally even better. It was a natural effect. La ilaha illallah. Amazing how they lived the Qur'an. And Aisha radiallahu anha describes him sallallahu alayhi wasallam as a moving Qur'an. His character was the Qur'an. When you read the Qur'an in theory, you saw it in practice. In Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wasallam. May Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala gather us with him in Jannah. So he was the best example. And the Sahaba radiallahu anhum ajma'in followed him. Total submission to the Qur'anic instruction. Total submission.